Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the parables of Jesus Though the last episode and the next episode are two, we're not particularly looking at the parables. We're sort of looking at the context of the parable. What is going on in the life of Jesus? We saw in the previous episode where Jesus was going along and two blind men called out to him and said, have mercy on us. And Jesus went to him, stopped, brought them to him, really. And then he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Is that not a great, great question and statement by the Lord. And I tell you why, I challenge you to take that before God and say, God, I'm going to say this, that you're asking me this question. What do you want me to do for you? And then state what it is. Again, the Lord knows our heart. He knows our motivation. If it's the type of motivation you see later on in the New Testament, where it says, you ask and you ask and you ask and you have not because you're asking from the fleshly desires of your heart. Okay. Not that kind of motivation, but motivation for what you need, for what's really there. The Lord knows, okay? And so this had just happened. So the Lord continues. He's working his way to Jerusalem. Matthew 21.1 now says this. When they had approached Jerusalem and had come to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples and saying to them, so here's Jesus speaking, go into the village opposite you, which means across the way over there, and immediately you will find a donkey tied there and a coat with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. The other Gospels gives us uh, even more details about this encounter. But Jesus says, Go down there. You're going to find this coat. You're going to find a donkey and bring them to me. If anybody asks you about it, you say, Hey, the Lord needs it, and, and they'll send it. Verse 4, this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. So verse 5 is a quote from the Old Testament. It says this, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey, even on a coat, the foal of a beast of burden. So Jesus is telling them to go do this, and he's uh, Matthew's interpreting it for us, saying this is why. This is actually a fulfillment of what was prophesied. Then verse 6, the disciples went and did just as Jesus had instructed them and brought the donkey and the coat and laid their coats on them. And he sat on the coats. Most of the crowd spread their coats in the road and others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them in the road. Now, just, just stop for a moment here. Can, can you see a, a concophonous scene here? Just all the stuff that is happening. Many of the crowd, it says most of the crowd, not all the crowd, but most of the crowd were spreading their coats in the road before him, laying their coat down to where a donkey with his rider could go over their coats. They were covering up the dust of the road, the dirt of the road. They were honoring the one riding the coat right here. Others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them on the road. Perhaps they didn't have coats to lay down. Okay, Perhaps they'd laid one coat down, and they wanted to prepare the way of the Lord, to make way 
the path of the Lord, and they're spreading them on the road. Verse 9 says this, The crowds going ahead of him and those who followed were shouting. So you have crowds that were going ahead of him. They're laying things in the road right there. And then you have ones behind him that are following him. And here's what they were shouting. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And that blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord is another quote from the Old Testament. They were declaring the word of the Lord. And whether they knew it or not, they were prophetically fulfilling the word of the Lord from hundreds of years before. Now, verse 10, when Jesus had entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred, saying, who is this? And the crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. So he comes in and it stirs up the entirety of the city. Now, the city wasn't that huge from the perspective of cities today. Word would have spread very, very quickly. So watch what happens next. We'll read these next verses, continuing to set the context for what Jesus is going to be speaking in a parable in just a few verses. Verse 12, and Jesus entered the temple and drove out all those who were buying and selling in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a robber's den. So the Lord goes in and he's again, he speaks forth the word from the scripture. My house shall be called a house of prayer from the Old Testament. You're making it a robber's den from the Old Testament. What they were doing, people would come to worship. They would need sacrifices and they were selling animals for sacrifice. Well, there's nothing wrong with that because it's hard to maybe carry a dove along or hard to carry a lamb. So you would go there and you would give coin and silver and buy a lamb for a sacrifice, well, that's cool. But these were money changers, and they were selling. They were making a lot of money off of this. They were abusing the people off of this, and they were doing it in the temple complex. And the Lord said, that's enough of this. And he goes in and literally overturns the table. Another gospel tells us that he takes a whip out, and he drives the money changers out with a whip. Jesus is angry over this, yet he's angry without sin. So he drives out those who are perverting. Uh, and let me tell you what, folks, within the contemporary Western church today, there's a lot that needs to be driven out like this. There's a lot that needs to have the table overturned. There's a lot of money changers that need to be driven away. Okay, a lot. What needs to be happening? Well, watch this, verse 14, the next verse. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. See, Jesus drove out this chicanery. Okay? He drove this out, and then the blind and lame were able to come in, and he healed them. Verse 15. Well, what do you think the religious rulers thought about this? <laughs> Verse 15. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he had done and the children who were shouting in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, they became indignant. When they heard the children of Israel shouting Hosanna in the temple, notice they're not on the road now. When they heard this in the temple, they became indignant. When the money changers were dri driven away, they were indignant. What did it say here? When they saw the wonderful things that he had done, the healing of the blind and the lame, they're indignant. Why is that? 
because this is how religious rulers are. This is how religious mindset is. This is how unregenerated mind is. If it's not happening in and through you, then it's not really happening, and you're jealous, and you're envious, and you're indignant. That's what they did. Verse 16, and they said to him, so this is the chief priest and scribes saying to Jesus, do you hear what these children are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes, have you never read? And then Jesus quotes the Old Testament. He says, have you never read out of the mouth of infants and nursing babes? You have prepared praise for yourself. And he left them and went out of the city to Bethany and spent the night there. So he quotes the Bible back to them. He says, have you never read? Knowing that they had read, they read, but they had not understood. Again, he continues to deal with the religious rulers. So this is set in the context. This is setting the scene for what we're going to see in just a few more verses. And you see what's happening here. There's friction. There's tension. There's things building here. Well, we'll pick it up next time. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much. And I'll see you then. Goodbye.